0: Microphone check. One, two. What is this? It's the five foot seven assassin in the podcast business? I am your host, Rohan Patra. The rap music plug at your service.
1: Here we are again at the end of Get stuck. Get stuck. Get
0: stuck. Get stuck. The rap music plug podcast, presented by QLC TV, is the remedy to the "I don't have anything good to listen to" problem. Through in depth album and song reviews, as well as artist interviews and general rap commentary sprinkled in between on all of what the mainstream and underground rap scenes have to offer, this is your one stop shop to knowing what to add to your queue, play next, or pop into your record player. Welcome to the show. What is up, family? Longtime fans of the show have heard me wax poetic about this very wonderful guest that we have today. She's the producer of Double Down with Nappy Nina, one part of the air duo, producing the Velocity record alongside Masai, and is generally an artist whose sound spans many styles from hip hop, electronic, drum and bass. And for those that have been blessed to hear any of this woman's compositions before, they've surely said something like I have many times, which is just like, what the fuck is this? Because that's honestly what I've said many times audibly to myself. There's just something so fun yet experimental going on with all of these beats. And I've said it before, and many have, it's not just me, but I think this artist right here is the future. So this person I'm speaking to so glowingly of is named Jay Words, who I'm so happy to have welcome the show. So how are you doing? The paranoia will destroy you. I ain't gonna hold you I'm there. Grab
2: onto something, grounding, take to growth of my hair proud the, and the of my Walk around, keep proud people so they of I you to say. <laughs> no, my <laughs> so me
0: I feel everywhere to my bones <laughs> it's just uh it's one of those things when you see an artist that you can just see like five, 10 years down the road of what that sound, if it gets into the right ears, inspires the right minds, like it could lead to like this whole thing. And just thank you for all that you've contributed. And I know you're just getting started. So happy to have you here.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: So you're from New Jersey and... Mm -hmm there seems to be a real surge of talent coming out of there, particularly who have actually had the pleasure of speaking to. So I'm talking iceberg theory, Fatboy Sharif and Roper Williams who've all joined the show. They're all great, sweet people. And so forgive me for grouping New Jersey with New York here. I know that's probably a thing, but uh, the greater East coast underground is really thriving in many people's opinions. And, just as importantly thriving in terms of kind of popularity, it seems to be spearheaded by a really nice collective coalition of like wholesome, good people. It just seems to be a common theme whenever I've kind of encountered personally or just kind of viewed online. Do you get that same wholesome feeling as an actual member of this scene? Like, do you feel like you guys are like a really good group of people that are kind of pushing positivity here?
2: Um, yeah, especially, um, growing up in New Jersey, I lived in the city called Demon City. Um, where I lived, I moved to New York, but, um, I was only like 15 minute bus ride from Manhattan, 42nd Street. Um, so from there, you know, you could take a train anywhere. So I grew up just going to New York all the time. So I don't get, I don't feel any type of way, uh, getting grouped into New York and just the whole East Coast, Tri-State area, um underground music because, you know, that's something that inspired me growing up and stuff. And, you know, we have our own movement going on in New Jersey that a lot of talented people coming out from there all the time, you know? So, you know, I just love being from the East Coast, honestly. Like, I grew up going to New York all the time and just being in New Jersey all the time too, you know, like, um, very small city. The area that I grew up into is very, like, close to New York, so it was like Hoboken, Derry City, and all that. It's like by the like water Hudson River mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, it, just, it was, it's been a big inspiration for my music, you know, definitely coming out here as a younger adult uh, and playing shows and meeting everybody, you know? So yeah, it's been fun. Now I live here in New York. Uh, I live in Boston, So I'm closer to all my friends, you know, able to make music people who come over
0: and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, and I find, like, you're inhabiting, of course, such a interesting space, not only just in, like, hip-hop circles, but, like, electronic dance circles, I would imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm curious, like, what was your musical <laughs> upbringing like? Like, which styles did you initially gravitate towards first, and, like, how did you get into the others from there? Um, I
2: definitely gravitated towards hip-hop um as a young like i could remember listening to rap city on bc mm. and TV stuff and just loving music videos from everybody you know early 2000s too you know later on like when i was in high school i started getting into like more underground like just rap stuff you know like from like the 90s and like like you know like the far side so, and all that stuff um and then actually like senior high school I was in a band so I was listening to a lot of rock music.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you
2: influence influenced with that. But aside from all these genres, I also listen to a lot of I'm I'm Dominican, so I listen to a lot of them and just club music. Um I'm from Jersey, so Jersey club music was like really big as mm. a child in middle school, you know, going to these parties and dancing to this music and stuff, you know. So <clears throat> I definitely loved um all these types of music and stuff, so that's why I feel like my music sounds like the way it sounds like, um, danceable, but also, like, soulful, because, you know, I love rap music, and I love, I grew up like that, but I also grew up listening to J.J. Club and Dembo and Efegeton and all this stuff. Mm. You know, salsa, um, bachata, there's a lot of different genres that I grew up listening to, just in the household, and then when I found my own music on the internet, with like, more underground rap stuff and, like, soulful stuff, you know, like, when I first listened to like ns Doom and stuff you know that was like a whole experience you know mm. and just you know rappers in that category and stuff um but yeah, so I feel like it was a lot of different influence growing up and listening to a lot of different rhythms all the time I' like Damn, it's just crazy
0: <laughs> yeah so, and like the the rhythms there that's like a really key part I find because like um like I'm curious what do you see the the connection between these styles of music that like you've been working with influenced by and like in terms of the connection in terms of like how you've been able to put them together into one thing because I feel like that's the part that I find so impressive and like confusing honestly because I do see we do have like crossovers naturally between hip-hop and like a jazz hip-hop and like r and a lot of times but the way the, the genres you're messing with are, are not usually put together in a way that isn't complete trash to be quite honest like <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: to be honest yeah. <laughs>
2: that's funny thank you I mean uh I tried I mean uh, like I said so okay I guess it started off um I used to be in a band and then the band broke up so I learned how to play piano in the band and stuff I didn't know how to make drum loops or I didn't know how to do drums until like I literally had to sit there and like I was like wanna be my own drummer too because I wanted mm. to just make the overall sound here you know um. And, like, my earlier beats, like, 2016 tech beats that I was making, um, you could hear that I was trying to do what I'm doing now, I guess, you know, like, mix um, more danceable, like, drum patterns, but so with more, like, sample-based, good samples, and, like, chopped up kind of crazy and stuff like mm-hmm. that, or synths and stuff. Like, I grew up playing synths, so, you know, I started getting addicted to different synthesizers and stuff like that. So, um. I guess, it took, me like, a while to get here, I guess, but I was definitely trying to uh, mix in, like, like, uh, the band that I was in was, like, a fusion-type band, too, So we were making, like, psychedelic rock music, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, shit, like, yeah. Kind of nice. crazy, so that's why I guess my music would be, like, very mindful, but then, like, also grounded in the way that the rhythms are, I don't know, I literally love, like, spacey synth sounds, uh, cool samples, and then crazy, like, drum patterns and stuff.
0: I like that mindful yet grounded in rhythm that's like a good way because like it's uh you have like the air album for instance where you just have like some yeah it's like very like psychedelic abstract kind of samples but then the rhythms are so like I don't know potentially high bpm or just like Mm -hmm. head nodding dancey. that's that's really cool One part of like the mystery, I guess, of your sound that I've been trying to like understand is that I think you kind of hinted at it too just now is that it, I don't always even like usually when I hear a, a beat, I can kind of tell how it was made roughly, like not literally, but kind of, but with yours, it feels very like live performance based. And for what I, from what I do understand, you were a bit of a gearhead. I can see some of it in the background here um you really like getting into the weeds of like modular synths drum machines cables all that good stuff I'm too dumb to understand uh what inspired you to get so deep into like the technical nuts and bolts of of music making
2: you know actually this is my favorite type of story to tell because like I had to like really um figure out what kind of gear I wanted to use for so many years because like I said before I was in a band so um, honestly being in a band like taught me a lot and like taught me how I wanted to move with my music because mm. um, I love the live aspect of music of course like performing it live and being able to perform what you made live so for many years I, it, it, like I was trying to figure out how I was going to perform this music live because I didn't I had an SP and like no disrespect or anything like that but like I couldn't just sit there and like turn knobs on the SP without like doing more i guess you know what i mean um so for a year like so i started performing 2017 on my own um i had an sp op1 and like i think that's those two things uh so i have the beat on the sp and then i'll play like some leads on the op1 stuff so i can have like that live aspect to Mm -hmm. my music and stuff um over the years it evolved like i started using coffee operators and my OP1, so I'll have like eight playing from like three different pocket operators, and then play some leads on my OP1. That's how I was performing from like 2018 to 2019 and stuff. And then when the then I started just using my OPZ by itself. I had two of them, so I use two OPZs. So like over the years, like I just try to find new ways to perform my music live. So I have I have to make my music on the gear and like. Practice it all the time so I was able to perform it live. So that's why my music has that live aspect because it's literally live. When I'm, like, making a song or making a beat, I make sure to be able to recall those things when I perform them live. So I guess, yeah, like, when I was uh, in a band, like, I started playing piano, but, like, obviously it was not, like, this crazy-ass piano player and shit. So I was like, what can I do to make myself be unique but, like, not have to be, like, a crazy-ass riff heavy mm. person you know what i mean so that's when i got into the world of sins and i got obsessed i don't know i was obsessed with things you know um like like when i started performing my pocket operators i actually became sponsored by Teenage near also i wow. went on tour with them in 2019 so like stuff like that like i just gear was always there for me like uh when the band broke up you know so i, was, I could always count on my gear because i was able to do everything by myself Mm-hmm. you not have to have a band you know so um i always call myself like i i'm a live band you know because nice, i, nice. I want to do yeah. like the drums and the synth mm-hmm. vibe and like tweak it and make you know it's like a more fun experience for people watching me too you know or like listening to the sound they're able to be like oh shit you know what i mean like this is a whole experience because it's coming out like crispy from different boxes and stuff like that you know but yeah, um, yeah it, it took like a while to figure out how i want to perform my uh, music live um but there's so many different ways to do it so now i have so many different ways i can just perform live um lately like ever since the pandemic kind of like slowed down in the summer and i started performing um, i've been playing with my digitech and like my Eurorack and stuff so that's been like my new setup now nice. i feel like every few years it will change you know it's, like new experience the music I perform live is not really the music that I released either, you know?
0: Do you like mess with a lot of like uh like for instance, like do you take a beat that would have been on like is one on one of your projects and then just like really fuck with it a lot during the performance and kind of like remix it, quote unquote, or just like
2: tweak um so the thing with uh like if I made the beat on my OPZ, then I'm able to like performing live again and took them up, out of sight to our lab. but um since the pandemic happened i just started making a lot of music on my computer and like just wasn't focused on recalling it like for the future stuff because i didn't know when i was going to perform mm-hmm. like some of the, the music i could just i could put it on my op1 as an mp3 like just put
0: the oh, whole, okay, like, yeah. audio
2: file on there yeah. and then i'm able to add some effects on it and stuff like that which is cool but like Usually with my performance, they're just kind of all new experiences. Like, they're all, like, a unique set that you probably just hear that one time because I probably won't play it again, you know?
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely really special. Like, uh, I haven't been to too many noise or ambient shows, but the one that I always think of as just, like, I mean, he's one of the legends, but, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Tim Hecker. Yeah. Oh, he's from I think he's from Montreal actually. So he's just Canadian, but he's like noise ambient like guy. And I saw him in a ch- like a in a church one one day like two years ago, and oh, it was fucking insane. He just like doesn't say a word, just comes in shrouded in in smoke and just oh wow. Like I, I'm sure Eurorack was one of them, but he probably had like six and just uh just a blistering noise. But like everything, like I was very familiar with his music. I didn't really fully recognize more than a couple songs which made it really special Mm -hmm. to your point because like Mm -hmm. he was taking like elements that i could recognize but just doing something like completely different um
2: oh wow and that's
0: uh that's really cool that you do that too because i think like especially with the pandemic like people are really i feel like hopefully are valuing that live performance when they get the chance i know i did so
2: ever since um pandemic happened i just been trying to take shows that i know it's going to be a more impactful impactful experience than just playing like just all the time and like everywhere you know what i mean because in new york you can play in, anywhere um really but yeah um, i've been trying to be more minimal and like structured and how i'm intentional in experience. Yeah. i don't want them to be like I don't want them to experience that music at like two in the morning when they're like drunk as hell like you know i want yeah. to be in a, a performance performance you know like come through at 7pm show starts at eight type shit you know what i mean yeah. like that's how i've been trying to move lately with the way i perform yeah.
0: and in um, the uh that uh band camp description i really like the one for double down um the album with Nappy nina which we'll get into a bit later uh, it was written in that description that it was a call to mass movement and forces folks to make dance floors of the spaces we have been stuck. And I thought that was like super ear, ir- like just immediately caught my attention. And it had me thinking like, how was creating music from the pandemic onward been influenced by the fact that it's in- inescapable fact that we're all, or at some point been very isolated from society, like, did it? Do you feel like you were making different kind of music because of it?
2: Um, um definitely when I was making music like let's say 2019 um, before the pandemic, um, it was I was making a lot of stuff for the dance floor, of course, you know, because I was playing a lot of clubs and like just performing everywhere. But definitely when the pandemic happened, I was just like, I really wanted people to like be able to move their bodies and feel. Inside, you know what I mean? Like, feel themselves and stuff, you know? So, definitely was more focused on bringing a more danceable experience where people could relate to it more, you know? And I feel like um, that's basically double down is that, you know what I mean? To connect to Nina's words, because connect to the beat and feel your body and yourself, you know what I mean? Like, even through everything that's happening, you know, people are forgetting about them, their bodies and their health, like, not their health. Um, just forgetting about being inside their bodies and just moving and just relaxing and letting go of mm-hmm. fear and anxiety and stuff like that because we all, we're all, like, in that state of mind, you know, so definitely didn't want to write music that was, like, pandemic and COVID, and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's enough like, nice
0: of that, yeah.
2: Too much of that. <laughs> I don't even like it in the TV show, it's weird that it's oh, yeah, right yeah. know. Like, in some of the TV shows, like, new episodes or new seasons, it's, like, mask and COVID as well, man. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> of
0: Insecure, how they were going to use it, because I think I remember you're a fan of that. By the way, I have not watched the finale, so do not spoil. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I tweeted
2: something yesterday, then I, then I deleted the tweet so fast, so I'm like, I don't want to be a spoiler alert. But I, I legit, I already watched it. <laughs> I, have,
0: I like realized it aired, and then I opened the app, and it was like, oh shit, like Insecure is probably the show that gets spoiled the most of anything I've ever seen on Twitter. So I'm like, let me just delete like the app, but as soon as I did that, I saw like, I hope it wasn't a spoiler. One of my friends tweeted something. I'm so upset with them. I'm like, fuck you, man. I better not. I better not wreck <laughs> thank it. God
2: I, thank God I deleted my tweet because I was like, oh, I don't want to. Jen's like, an asshole because she fucking tweeted about the finale. Because yeah. I obviously gave it. I gave something away. Obviously. So okay. Okay. About. <laughs>
0: um, okay. So I want to get into. Um. I want to get into air with with the Maasai. So like, obviously your style isn't the norm that people could typically work with as a rapper and a producer here. So like, I would think that a lot of rappers that you've encountered <clears throat> you've encountered, uh, aren't used to rapping over beats that have this like dance music inspired groove or just like the high BPMs. Yet with Masai, like it just felt like a fit, like a glove, like really. Um, so why do you think she was such a good fit for your type of sound
2: um so a little background story about me and messiah and how we met um she, we met um at um at uh, a show that we both played my first new york show as a solo artist as a solo me just playing nice. beats and shit live. um it was at the gloves um it was back in 2017 she was performing with a band and stuff, like, not even a band. She had, like, a drummer and a saxophone player, and she was just rapping her ass off and singing, and um, I just, you know, like, the band thing, like, for me, it's kind of, like, always in my mind and stuff, like, like this my experience with the band and live stuff, and I, I love, you know, I love that shit, you know, and I get inspired by it all the time, you know? So when I saw her perform, I was like, damn, this is crazy, you know? Like, Wow. But when she saw me perform, she was really fucking my beats O D. Like she's like, Oh, I like the grittiness of your beat, I like the style you are going for. And like my music's always been like up up tempo and stuff, so um since twenty seventeen we always talked about having a duo and being like, Oh, we should have we should make something together and i la la, you know, and at the time, uh, twenty seventeen I didn't feel fully in my sound yet. Um but when um but when like the pandemic happened we were able to tap in fully like our first song that we recorded for the album was toxic behavior nice. and that day um we were all at the studio we were at XL studio just with a whole bunch of friends and stuff and we were like when as soon as I heard her rapping on the beat I was like damn we have to record this shit right now like And everybody was like, you have to record this. You have to record this. And, like, it was really hard for me to record it that day. She was one nervous. And the beat is extremely fast. And she was rapping, like, you know what I mean? But we ended up turning off all the lights in the studio. And we just, like, all became silent and just let her do her thing. And she fully tapped in. And then from there, I was just like, well, I'm going to send you these type of beats. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, yeah, she was able to tap into the style and now I feel like for our next album she's like more tapped in um you know so it's crazy you know and I feel like it helped us both become like stronger artists or like you know just be more um different you know
0: and then Um, you're saying 2017's when you first met so like was she one of the first rappers that really kind of like sought you out like that was like damn like we need to make music together. Yeah. So that must have meant like something my, like special. Yeah yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I feel like me and Messiah are like in the same like we were like we're in the same like our souls was put together in like a tribe or something. Like, you know, energetically we were just like it's like we found each other again, like touch energy, you know. So um yeah, like she was like one of the first people that was like, oh, like, let me rap on your beats and stuff. Nobody was ever coming up to me at that time and telling me that, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know any woman rappers or anything like that in my neighborhood. We didn't have, like, nobody was doing that. So when I found, when we found each other, we were like, oh shit, like, we definitely have to make something, you know? So
0: that's sweet. Yeah. That's
2: she sweet. was definitely one of the, and she actually brought Nappy Nina to me too, actually. She's like, she, she was, it was like 12 or 19 she had just recorded her a song uh, for not being this album. And um, she's just like, yo, you need to like... And the same day she recorded with Nina, um, we met up and she's like, you need to like send Nina a beat because she's rapping on some weird shit and it sounds like some you shit. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> oh sure, maybe I'll tap in, you know. And we ended up working on an album. <laughs> That's dope. But, That's dope. Yeah. What
0: do you feel like a... What do you feel like a rapper that Masai has and just generally, like what do you think a rapper... Uh, needs to have in terms of like I don't know skill or style in order to rap over your kind of kind of sound.
2: I feel like um, what Missad definitely has is that the way she switches up her flows or are able to like accommodate her. She wants to be able to get challenged, you know. Like
0: yeah.
2: She's always like she loves the challenge, you know. Like when she hear, like I know when she I don't know, but I know if she hears like slow B, like she just does not feel that inspired to go off, you know? And I, when I sent, started her sending her beats, I guess she, like, felt the need to, like, now nah, I have to overcome this, you know? I have to get on this because, you know, I feel like it will probably make her grow more, or, like, she's overcome something, you know? I and mean, she mm-hmm. said that to me before and stuff, so... You know, I think it's awesome that um, I'm able, able to challenge, like, these rappers. Even Nina, like, um, rapping on, like, some of the songs for Double Down, um, like wanted or even even table set or even scared like even real tea honestly like so that second young, half yeah. that she like goes off it's just yeah. like it's a challenge for her you know what i mean and um it's just awesome to see that i'm able to challenge people and you know challenge my friends to become you know a better skillful for rappers and stuff like that you know what i mean like i didn't expect to do this but this is what i'm doing so like i we're here now <laughs> Yeah, me and the bay, profit I, nice escape. Don't skate your day job, Albert Einstein with the snake. I have my day shop with Harvey, dropping jewels at the windows, the RBA reside. Who that Nintendo? How many dollars made inside? Stop your stare. Opportunists on scripples all late to my size. Five the negated, make you high. Shaky Pop spot when I enter the rise. Gotta be thin it up. on services thin up, do minimum Who
0: who's a who's another like so I'm thinking of the like another key rapper that you have at least two collaborations that i'm aware of uh concept mm-hmm. jackson that fit, fits that kind of like ridiculous
1: mm-hmm.
0: chameleon insane flow shit like um who are, is there any like rapper that you know of that you admire that you'd love to work with that you haven't had the chance to um let me see
2: that's a good question um i would like to work with a kai solo actually um oh. i think kai is super skillful in the way he raps and stuff, you know. Um we have to tap in. Um I've always he actually wanted to get on the real TV, but I ended up doing it to Nina and stuff. But I remember he heard that one live he was like, hey, send me this?" and I didn't. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> but you know, definitely I, I see a Kai like I liked his I really liked his um album with Best Friends.
0: Um, oh, that was insane. Like best friend
2: yeah. also makes crazy-ass music, so, like, you know he's what I dope. mean? Like, he's definitely tapped into, like, the way, you know, because Vestran makes uh, fast beats, too, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, not fast, but you know what I mean, like. Yeah, it's, it's like, glitchy, rhythmic, like
0: off, yeah, glitchy, like, off, like, weird music. beat rhythms, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. So, definitely made that project. I was like, oh, shit, like, okay, definitely got it, you know? So, definitely one of the rappers I would want to work with, um, Yes. there's definitely somebody else so, oh samira i like i definitely oh, want to yeah. work on the project with samira she's actually Loved her
0: project this year
2: yeah she makes her own beats too um yeah super dope i love i love her sound i love the way she goes off you know super, she's actually in one of the new air um songs for the album nice so. nice nice it that's
0: cool. dope that's yeah. dope you should also consider a full collab, like album with Constantine. Yeah,
2: we are and... we are working on that actually, I didn't want to say, but yeah, definitely working uh, on a little EP with Samira.
0: So. so wait, who's who's who are you working on a full project with? Uh,
2: I'm working on a full project with Air, but Samira as well. Me we, we're working on a little EP, not a full project, so we're gonna Okay no, let's say try to tap That's awesome. in for EP.
0: And and you're in the name so your group with the Maasai is, is is air, something I legit mm-hmm. only found out like last month. I thought it was H31. I know I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
0: Um seems like everybody else got that. That's fine. Uh what is th- is there like any significance behind that name? Like it seems very heavy and important, like air, like air of the Throne um, kind of thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so we um uh, we're both air signs. I'm an Aquarius and Massai is mm-hmm. uh Gemini. Um so it was like a Clem and I Combo Duo. That's so dope. We We're like, it took a while for us to figure out a name. Um, I was just like, I think we should have a name that represents us and wh- who we are and what we like, you know, the way we move, whatever. And um, so since we're both Air Signs, um, we we're like Ultra oh, Air H3 H E I R whatever. But then i was just like damn but you know we're futuristic so i, I kind of want some numbers in there and stuff so mm-hmm. the three and the one was included <laughs> so yeah that's how the name came about and i'm glad i actually like it now at first i was just like mm, i don't know like mm, right you know when you first i'm i I'm terrible with names and stuff so yeah yeah i know I this feel like yeah i'm just like i don't know what's a good name like what if this is not the one or but you know i'm i've definitely grown into it i love i love the name now you know i love that people don't know how to say it, you know i feel like that's yeah hard. it's not that <laughs>
0: obvious it's like it's it makes perfect sense once you say it but like it's not that obvious to where it's kind of clever like because i genuinely didn't even think to assume i just thought it was some like stood for some acronym or some shit. you know mm, i don't know
1: mm.
0: okay so i want to talk about double down now this great ep with mm-hmm. nappy nina uh, it's recently been pressed on vinyl which is super yeah. great and so congratulations i believe that's your first Thank that's you. the first time yeah. you're on wax
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah wax that's wax. that's
0: crazy it looks dope yeah. too it's beautiful orange um so beautiful. and just like air you and nina have such great chemistry so i think you kind of started talking about how you guys first got linked up so through Maasai. um but why do you think you with Nina now have like a, a similarly great connection and working relationship.
2: Um, I love the way Nina raps. Nina's from Oakland, she fell into E40 when she was younger. On her way school, like the craziest, she put me on to this crazy E40 song that I will never forget. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I just the way that Nina raps with all her swag, like, I just love it. I was just like, I love this, I love this so much. I would love to write an album with Nina, you know. And um, she was, you know, we made a couple, we made a song on my little futuristic project, you know, um, that was the first time we ever worked on a, me and her song together and stuff. But then um, I made the beat Scared, um, and I'm like, I was, at the time she was hitting me up, she was like, send me beats, send me these, so I'm like, all right, bet, 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 I'm gonna so. So I sent her the beat uh the scared beat and she was like she sent me back the song, I was like, Oh hell no, this shit is stupid, like this shit is dumb. Like we have to like we were both feeling like we have to write an album together, let's write an album together. So uh actually last, last summer, um twenty twenty, um I was just like she was just like, Oh, I sent her mad beats, like I sent her, you know, Wanted, um, the real tea song she was just like, uh been recorded to all these songs and then um all these beats and then send me back and then we organized we saw actually all the songs that we made together we used it for the album. We didn't even there was no throwaway, there was no nine, it was just those nine songs, you know. So um it just came together right away, like in one like a month or two, you know what I mean? It was very fast, very fast. She had a lot to say, you know. Um <clears throat> she had told me she was like, oh stuff is gonna be at in the real T song, you know. I'm like, well, I love Spots, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I used to listen to D-Satisfaction. That was, like, my Bible and shit, you know what I mean? Like, until I'm 13, until I'm 12. So, the way, the fact that I had to, I got to do a song with Spotsy Ross, um, I was like, damn, it's amazing, you know? And I'm so happy that the, the Double Down is doing so good and, like, people love it, you know, and, like, people resonate with it. Like, that makes me really happy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I I am really happy for you too and it's uh it's really cool the like I Nina has like a a flow that makes sense like similar to massage, like really flexible can really do a lot to fit your set sound but the fact that her general like tone of voice is so quiet and like whispery mm-hmm. or so like subtle it's really interesting that it actually works cuz I mean Yeah. It's just interesting how there's like, they're managed. You manage to like make a pocket for her, her voice to not like get overshadowed. It's kind of like all one thing. And yeah, it's just a really cool mix. Like she's so, so like quiet, but also like so much swag. Like it's that like West coast vibe, like. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah nina has the most swag <laughs>
0: it's so it's still, like good. not even try hard it's just that's like the real yeah. swag. like it's just yeah like <laughs> yeah
2: even when we make songs together she just has that swag like <laughs> it's, like it mm-hmm. comes with her it's, you know part of the package but um yeah i love nina to that too she's like i consider her like a big sister and stuff you know like she's definitely like been really awesome you know really awesome friends
0: and the creation but
2: double down on wax you know that's crazy (laughs) yeah yeah
0: no for (laughs) sure um
2: the
0: the creation of this you mentioned was really like a pretty quick process like it was a month or two and it just seemed to come together really well really quickly so like i feel i'm curious does that did that reflect in like the actual end product in terms of the fact that there's a lot more like shorter songs. Um, it's like, I think 18 minutes or so, but in tor- terms mm-hmm. of like this tracks, a lot of them are like sub two minutes. Was mm-hmm. that like a deliberate effort to make it like short and sweet lightning in a bottle kind of style where you just got a lot of beats, a lot of sounds, but they're short or did it just, mm-hmm. just make sense? Just, just get created um, naturally that way.
2: I feel like it just got created naturally that way. I don't think we both intended it to be like either short or long. We just, um, we were just more like, we're going to put something out together because these songs are fire, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like at first, I was just like, not that I wasn't taking it that serious, but it was more like I was just getting songs sent back all the time and stuff like as soon as I sent the beat. So I was like, um, some of the songs that got created in the the most randomest ways too, like, um, like Table Set got created, got started on Twitter because um, I had, po- you know, I'd be posting my beat videos and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. so I posted this one beat, and Nina hit me up, she's like, oh, I'm gonna, like, take this video from your Twitter, I'm gonna take this beat, I'm gonna write to it, and then I'm gonna post it again, and I'm like, All right, dad, that's cute, like, it was also, like, peak pandemic energy, so we were yeah. just on Twitter, that's, <laughs> like, I feel like Twitter was a hangout spot last year, you know what I mean? It was. Like, that's where everybody was at, so um, we did that, and then... She and she was just like, Oh, like, I'm gonna record like another verse on this. shit. I'm like, Oh, yeah, this is fire, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the table set has like this awful change in the middle of the song where it gets like a little bit more intense and faster and stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, she like when she like wrote that verse and sent that by, I was like, Damn, that's crazy because she had only done the first verse
1: mm-hmm. in like, the
2: Twitter video but didn't get to do the second one yet. But yeah, that's how the last song got created. It was pretty cool. It was just like on the internet, like, sharing vibes and stuff, you know? So, that was fun. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess we were all just bored last year and, like, going through it, had, we were both anxious-ass people and shit, you know? So, it was, like, a way to pass the time, you know? Um, yeah. I
0: can definitely remember
2: that. Definitely. I was just writing my music last year, you know? So,
0: yeah. And on uh, on top of your double down wax you also had another physical drop recently for your sonic liberation ep that one uh that project you're exploring a lot more of like the electronic specific sound of your kind of repertoire and it got me thinking Mm -hmm. particularly actually because in your instagram profile i found it interesting that it says electronic music producer and like i I think Mm -hmm. it still says that um Mm -hmm. and not like something like hip-hop slash uh, electronic slash dance Mm -hmm. or whatever the fuck you know um and i'm curious like do you think you're gonna continue working within these electronic drum and bass dance like all these kind of styles or do you see yourself honing in on one more specific sound in the future
2: no i'm definitely um like, so I feel like j were sound for real is I'm an electronic music producer. that's why I wrote that because I use electronic gear. I love electronic gear, um I'm gonna keep getting more gear in the future and just continue exploring on like different gear because every time I get a new piece of equipment, um I create a cute, cool new sound like i got um I got started in my eurorack um. Like late 2020, like in November, like I got one piece for free, and then I bought the box. Then I got another piece, and then another piece, and then I made Sonic Liberation in like a month of just, just cause like I was just exploring the the piece of equipment and stuff. But yeah, my sound is, is basically um uh, I'm I make electronic music, even like uh everything um Velocity and Double Down that's electronic, you know. I, I consider that electronic music i don't really consider it uh, hip-hop i do consider it hip-hop as well but it's electronic music you know like,
0: yeah yeah
2: i feel like um that's basically what i make all the time <laughs> like all my i'm I'm dropping a new album soon um with this brand i'm gonna keep it unknown for now so people can be surprised but mm. um and it's basically like i'm going back <laughs> to being a like, crazy ass electronic <laughs> you'll you'll hear it. i think you'll probably like it and stuff um yeah. i have it's a mix of everything kind of because i have one song that i have vocals in you know what i mean so yeah when i made sonic liberation honestly it was like my favorite project um from like that i've made alone nice. and stuff. Like, why
0: was it your favorite um,
2: just because of the way it came out, it was, like, so, like, the mood, like, the vibe that it came out in, like, I was just in a certain vibe, and I loved that vibe. I was just, like, tapped in, like, to some other, some other shit that I wasn't really tapped into before, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it was really beautiful. I felt like I was in space for, like, a month. <laughs> <making these laughs> it does songs, feel you know? like that.
0: It's a nice title, Sonic Liberation. It did feel very open, you know?
2: Yeah, I was really, like, not depressed. I wouldn't say depressed, but I was definitely in, a, like, not in a low vibration, but I was in a high vibration being in a low setting, you know, I was at my parents' mm. house still, you know, I was, like, kind of depressed because I was there, you know, all the time, so, but I was also happy that I got, like, a new piece of gear because, like, I could take my mind off of my setting, you know, yeah. so, yeah. And so, like, <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: from, uh, from what I've gathered, you know, just, like, from your previous interviews and the vibe I'm getting from you now, like you're obviously a very down to earth person. You seem like content with like who you are, what you make, making music Mm -hmm. for like the love of it, you know, first and foremost. Um, Mm -hmm. I mentioned that because the reception, I feel like you've received for your work since basically like 2020 and onward has been just like insanely positive, very highly like glowing and all that stuff. Are you surprised Mm -hmm. by the, are you surprised by the acclaim that you've received?
2: I think so, yeah. I'd be like, damn, like, people really focus on shit, because, like, I really just, I don't really try to make music a specific way. I just really do make the sound that, like, I want to make, you know what I mean? So I'm glad that people like that sound that I'm making, you know, and I've created for myself. So, yeah, I get, like, super happy and I'm super, super grateful all the time. Like, damn, like, who Like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I really, uh, I, I didn't expect it at all.
0: Yeah, like, I'm, I, I'm, it's even, I think it's a good thing, like not only because you make great music, but just the type of music you make. Like, I think it's opening people's minds to like different, different sounds. Like I found myself after listening, like first listening to your music, I'm a little more like open to hearing irre- like irregular quote unquote, just not the standard BPM and hip hop, for instance, like that's a pretty fundamental change when you really think about it. Like it's been very much one expectation for a long time, but like, like all these things eventually you just kind of need to hear something one time and then you're like oh they don't need to sound like this
2: anymore. Yeah I definitely wanted to bring uh, something new to the table as well like if I'm going to keep continuing making music like I definitely don't want to make like a type of a type beat you know what I mean like I definitely never wanted to make type beats um definitely wanted to bring my own into to the table like here, this is what I sound like, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, it inspires people to make crazier, you know, sounds and not don't have to live in a certain realm all the time, you know what I mean. You could explore, you could adventure, always, you know. Like don't like I never want somebody to put me in a box and be like, this is they J- were J- J- sound like this or you know what I mean because I'm always gonna be trying to make something you new know, and different all the time,
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know, as I get older and stuff.
0: Yeah and um so you know before we go it's been a great conversation i wanted to give you a moment to just like spotlight anything new you have coming up in 2022 that you can talk about uh so yeah what's what's going on with you next year
2: well so far um i have this one album coming out it's called uh self-connection um and it's gonna be for this clothing brand that we're gonna drop merch and um um I'm gonna, we're gonna drop the sets. So I'm gonna be able to, you know, have my own merch, uh, which is gonna be fun. I never had a J-verse teed before. Nice. <laughs> it's a lot of firsts um, hap- happening and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm really excited for that. It's already done, you know. It's uh, high BPMs and danceable, super super euphoric feeling stuff. So, yeah, hopefully people focus on that. Um, me and MSI are working on a new album for Air, we signed to Big Data, so yeah, it's gonna be cool. Uh, me and Nina are already talking about working on of you just for the fun of it again. Nice, <laughs> Mira, like, our trying to tap in, so yeah, I'm just gonna be making a lot of music. Um, i will probably do like random little bank camp drops, you know, like a song or two. I wrote like three beats recently, I'm like, damn, this just sounds good together, so maybe I'll drop that. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy I can still be free with music. I'm still free with the way I drop my music. I want to stay like this.
0: Forever, yeah, honestly. yeah. The flexibility is nice, right?
2: Yeah, like it, it's cool to sign like to Big Data for a one album deal. You know what I mean? Like, um, cause yeah, I don't. We don't feel tied down to like just being with one label forever. You know what I mean? So that's fun. So, you know, I'll probably do one random like random like one album deals with people. You know what I mean? For a good price. So, you know, um, yeah, just, just making more music. <laughs> and do you me. have any other like I merch could...
0: drops? Anything coming up? Like additional um, to what
2: yeah. Uh, just some merch with the brand. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a cute ass shirt. Honestly, nice. it's gonna be uh for both for everybody anyway that was gonna make want to wear. I was gonna make it crop top, but I'm like, let me not make it crop top. <laughs> <laughs> So just that. um, um, But yeah, um, me and Sad are probably going to work on some new air merch. uh,
0: I need that. I need that. I'm not missing out this time. No way.
2: (laughs) Don't miss out. But yeah, that's it. I mean, we have more double down records for sale if anybody wants to buy.
0: (laughs) We'll do. Put that in the link in all the descriptions of this. Um, Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm really just I want everybody to listen to your music. It's you're the music that if I if I need to have the ox, which I always want to have the ox with my friends, and I'm like, let me play something that's like more upbeat, but doesn't like like that isn't shit music. Because to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of my friends' music sometimes. So I'm like, and everybody's like, oh damn, what is this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, shut up, shut the
2: fuck. Up. <laughs> you want to be the person with the good music? actually Yeah, yeah, and I
0: love it. Everybody like everybody have. I've played like air music, double down, your own kind of electronic shit. Like people people love it and I hope that continues for you.
2: Thank you. I appreciate you and people like you together. It'll make me feel like damn, I can really live. You know. No. So, thank you.
0: And thank you for coming on and uh, appreciate the time. Take care.
2: Take care. Thank you. Uh, I'm on, I'm gone, I'm wrong, moving alone. I'm based in place of grace upon this song. Mercury is murking me, it's wrong, let worry sturdy me until it's dawn, until it's dawn. uh. I'm on, I'm gone, I'm wrong, moving along, I'm based in place of grace upon this song. Mercury is murking me, it's wrong, let worry sturdy me until it's dawn, until it's dawn.
0: So there we have it, another episode of the Rap Music Plug podcast presented by QLC TV. I hope this episode gave you some new perspectives and insights into what the greatest art form known to man in hip-hop music has to offer. If you want to support the show in the most meaningful way possible, it would be my absolute honor to have you as a patron in the new Rap Music Plug podcast Patreon. Through this Patreon, you will be getting exclusive content such as bonus episodes, exclusive album recommendations, exclusive playlists, early access to episodes, and more. And above all, though, you will be able to support the show directly in a way that will not only justify the crazy amount of time I spend on this show already, but allow me to cover some of the expenses related to supporting all of these great artists that we cover on the show through the website, and will allow us to sustain and build on this amazing growth that the RMPP has experienced recently. Big shout out to Dano of Free Music Empire, Levy, Mahima, Jeff, Tomb, and Khalid for your generous support through the Patreon. I really appreciate it. So if you have any questions about any of the Patreon stuff or just want to keep tabs on the show, interact with me on rap music and all the great stuff that we can talk about follow me on twitter and instagram at rap music plug pod or shoot me an email at qlctv.podcast at gmail.com you can also rate and review the show on apple podcasts and subscribe on youtube and spotify as well but that's enough self-promotion for this episode i hope you enjoyed it peace